as you know, my personal motto is create dope stuff and stay sucker free. And that's what y'all do. So that's why I'm here today. Mike, thank you so much for being here today. We really, really appreciate it. We are loving the office vibes that you have going on right now. So it is the best. Yes, yes. (laughs) So we're going to jump right into things. So I wanted to say, you know, for those who are in our audience who might not know you, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, thanks. First of all, thanks for having me. I'm I'm Mike Conley. Um, I'm known as the standout truck king on all social media platforms. What I do, I own a digital billboard truck company called Standout Truck. Um, I own a digital marketing agency called the Launch and Standout Agency. I also own a consulting business called Marketing and Cupcakes, where I teach business owners, business professionals, and those that aspire to be marketing in simple ways. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I love, love marketing. I've been doing it since I was nine. It's like literally the only thing I know how to do to generate revenue to feed my family. So I do it a lot. I do a lot of it. And you guys are amazing. So when you asked me to be on your podcast, I had to say yes, because as you know, my personal motto is create dope stuff and stay sucker free. And that's yes. what y'all do. So that's why I'm here today. <laughs> I've been trying to stay sucker free my whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good thing to yeah. be. I'm, and, you know, that's I think I think I make like, I think we wear a lot of hats just being in our one sort of business here. You're you're doing it all. And we yeah, we really respect everything that you're doing because we know how much you both give back to the community and how much you're you're hustling and, and doing a great work for everybody. Yeah. So we really appreciate that. Yeah, I was on a call the other day that like inspired me to like just do way more because <laughs> oh, yeah, you yeah. came out with the energy like. You know, we you also gotta do this and that, you gotta do that. don't, you know, yeah. we we're talking about imposter syndrome and it was like, don't worry about imposter syndrome. Just do it. And yes. It was, it was very inspiring. I, I thank you for that, man. Yeah. Are you talk, you're talking about the, the random Zoom call. That random we, Zoom call. That's yeah. an advantage to being in the text list because sometimes I just randomly like want to motivate yeah. people. So it was like, I don't know, eight o'clock in the morning. My brain was like, you got to talk to people about this. I was like, so I sent them the text class. And like we have about 30, maybe 40 people in that within like 10, 15 minutes. So that means, you know, that's what happens when you add value to people. You, get, yeah. you know, you give value to people and, and, they, and they come. So thanks, Will, for, for shouting that out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, one quick other shout out to meant to acknowledge mm. is that I saw a social post that you did recently that said um, it was something along the lines of like dope people and smart people who are wearing hoodies are better than like <laughs> fools and suckas in business suits. And so we're rocking the hoodies today to <laughs> to support that that initiative. So it's all good. Yeah. So, dope people, that, dope people that did the mastery, mastery hours versus versus um, posers in suits. Yes. There's a lot of people that didn't do the mastery hours and they looked apart, right? And then they like, so they blocked the dope stuff from happening. Right. So like, the, I, I always rock with the people. I don't care what people look like, sound like, smell like, feel. You know what I mean? I, I rock with the people that put the mastery hours in because those are the people that help you get the results anyway. Absolutely. The posers, you end up spinning in circles because they don't know how to execute. So your mastery hours allow you to be able to execute things. And mm-hmm. I find like most people that actually do the work, they don't, they care about the result in the work, not looking like, look, not necessarily looking the part. Exactly. I don't even know what that means. What does that mean to look the, <laughs> like? Okay. I don't want my doctor to come in. In a, in a hoodie, but if, but if like I got a broken bone or something or something that needs to be taken care of right away, like I want to make sure, I don't care what that doctor's wearing, I want to get to the result. Right. And that's the, that's right. the thing I'm trying to shine the light on for people. 
I want people to stop focusing on the wrong things. Like, watch what people do. Don't listen to what they say. Like, the imposter, that's what I'm saying. The imposter syndrome is for imposters, right? Mm -hmm. An imposter looks the part, but they can't get the result. So, like, I want more people focusing on listening to what people do, not what they say. Right, right. right. So, yeah, so I I have a sort of a a question related to that. Uh, You know, we're thinking about marketers and businesses who you work with. And I'm trying to understand a little bit about your approach. So so when a new client approaches you, how do you identify the best marketing strategy for them? Like, what's your approach to having someone come in brand new? Easy work. So the, the, here's the first thing. I, like, I always listen to their goal, right? So like literally my agency, we have 250 solutions when it comes to marketing. Standout truck being one of them, right? Right. When someone comes to me to launch a marketing campaign for them, I need to know what it is they need. Like, for example, right now I have a school that has a summer program and their mm-hmm. enrollment time is, is like a, is a three month window for enrollment, right? So I need to get as much traffic to that contact form, which is step one for their process to be enrolling. So I need to find the right people, which in this instance, uh, parents and grandparents of kids five, to 14 years old. And then I need to have messaging around that, letting them know, hey, looking for something for your, your kid or grandkid to do this summer, has a great summer program, blah, blah, blah. So I have to figure out what, what kind of content we have to create to drive traffic to that landing page to get people to fill out that contact form or even sign up right away for that school. But in order for me to figure out the best way to do that, I need to talk to, with the client to really hear what it is that they're looking to accomplish. What's the goal? How many people they want? I may be thinking, okay, we got to get a thousand kids in this camp. Mm. Um, 20 might be the number for them. So it's all those things you got to figure out, but it's all centered around the client's wants, needs, and desires. And then it's up to my agency to create a campaign to make that happen. But I love doing that. Like that, like I said, I've been doing marketing since I was nine. So like I, I see these things in slow motion. Like I could have a conversation with a business owner or a business professional in like five minutes. And in, in, that, in that time frame, I could come up with a, a successful marketing campaign for them. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're working sometimes with clients who they're hiring you to, you know, not only produce the strategy here, but they're talking about making the creative content as well, because we know that, that you do a lot of work on that side too. So what are some of the fears that you tend to notice from clients when you're trying to convince them to like implement a new type of creative content or even this idea of like, you know, we're talking about a thousand kids now and they're thinking 20. How do you empower, encourage, whatever the, the word might be to get them to approach new forms of creative content? Well, here's, here's, a, here's the thing. So like, I'm like the breaking case of emergency guy, right? <laughs> so like, like, they know they want that result. Okay, let's go to Mike, mm. right? So that being said, by the time as they come to me, by the time as I discuss the, the strategy with them, they're normally open arms because uh, I, I have people that they try to do it on their own. Like I have people that never did marketing before. They're afraid. And that's why like I'm super transparent with my clients. Mm-hmm. Like I always tell them, like, let me know your budget. And I don't talk about budget so I, on some sucker-ish where I can just run up the price. I talk about budget so I know how many strategies we could execute to get them to their goal, right? And I, I tell my clients, like, if your budget is $500, if your budget is $50,000, the only difference is, is, the amount of strategies we could we could put out. Mm-hmm. If it's five hundred bucks, maybe we running some pay per click on on Facebook. If it's fifty thousand, we doing billboards, traditional billboards, standout truck, uh, digital display ads. We are doing TV. We doing radio. It's just more options to distribute the messages. 
So like once they understand that, that we, we craft something within that message and distribute it within that budget, it's good to go. So as far as like fear goes, man, marketing is not guaranteed, right? If it right. was guaranteed, I'd be a billionaire. But I, <laughs> I believe in the best options where to give them the best shot. What marketing is to me, my definition of marketing is telling people about things they would love if they knew it existed. So mm -hmm. when they, based on the budget, we just telling that to more people. Like once again, with the summer camp, we're telling parents and grandparents of children in the age range of five to 14 about a summer camp. So if we, if we put that message in front of 200,000 grandparents and parents, like we should be able to get 50 to, you know, a thousand people to that camp, depending on how long we run that campaign. So, right. or at least, interested in it. So, you know, that's just, if you're in the marketing space, you have to be all about your client's results. You can't just be about making the money because in, in marketing, we make the money up front before the campaign runs. Once the, right. once the clients pay for that campaign, like we already got, we, our service fee is right there. So if, if you're just doing it for the money, you're never going to look into that client's campaign again. If you focus on, on the client's results, but throughout the whole duration of that campaign, you're going to be looking at the campaign. You're going to be tweaking and testing and telling the can't get offering suggestions to make the optimize the campaign. And that's the kind of people when you when it comes to marketing, you want those kind of people handling your marketing budget. Because, uh, like I said, if you do that, then you'll start getting the result. And and it's quick to find out if the results working too. Because, say for example, it's an online offer. Once you have a hundred clicks, you should see how many people converted. So you almost right. immediately know your conversion rate. So like it's, it's a lot of things that you could do. Like I, I obsess with this stuff. Man. I, I love it. So it's fun to me. It doesn't even feel like work. Right. So so I want to tackle that a little bit more. So when a client comes to you and, and you propose a certain strategy or a certain thing, do you ever get those clients saying, well, I don't really want to do that. I don't think my brand would go in that direction. Do you ever get that? And so how do you of deal course. with that? Yeah. Of course. This is, this is, this is what I tell my clients. So I do marketing when it comes to my clients two ways. I do what I know works and I do what the client say, says they want, want me to do. Mm. So it's up to you. <laughs> it's a happy balance there. Yeah. You know? and, and if they, if they still fight with part of the strategy, I, I don't fight with them. Mm. I just, I just optimize what they, what they agree with, what they, what they love and or what they could comprehend. And then we go with that. And then if that doesn't produce more results and I go, Hey, let's, okay, we did that your way. Now mm -hmm. let's, let's try to add, add some of my way. Let's see if it makes a difference. So on the flip side too, I get a lot of clients that, that say, Mike, I trust you because they watch the work. They, I, this is the thing. LBW, long, lonely, boring work. The, my body of work shows like I know how to get the result, right? So, mm -hmm. so they trust me. Like, trust is so important in it. And like, um, because I have trust with a lot of my clients, all I have to do is con consistently be me and do what I say I'm going to do for them. Mm -hmm. on, and what I was going to say too, on the flip side, I also get clients that go, Mike, whatever you want to do, let's do it. Like, for example, I have a guy, he called to get his ad on the truck because he's, is a, is an event that's coming up. So he wants the truck driving around the event, letting people know about his product. Right. 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 So what we did, I said, listen, we need to do a little bit of content marketing too. So now we end up doing a, a standout truck story talking about him, talking about the business. Then we're going to run that as an ad. So people that in his target market would learn that story. Right. And then. What we're also going to do is we're going to do a little bit of, of, of geo, geo um, fencing. So when people go okay. to the event, they're going to see the truck and they're going to go to the event. They're going to they're going to see this guy. And then 30 days after that, 
we're going to do keyword targeting based on that geofence. And I, I'm geeking out a little bit. So everybody <laughs> no, that would... That's yeah. awesome though, yeah. Our, our audience yeah, so will I, understand. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, and they'll be perfect. geeking out too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. So everybody that was in was then in that area that would have seen the truck for the next 30 days, this guy's ads are going to pop up on their devices, reminding them about them. So the odds of those people clicking on that those digital display ads is going to be much higher because the same ad that they saw in the truck, they would see, they would have already learned about the guy through the content marketing that we're doing with the standout truck story. And then the geo keyword targeting mm-hmm. going to pop those ads. So that's, that's giving them a better shot at the click. And this guy, he's an older gentleman. He goes, Mike, man, you, what you just said to me sounds like something from Star Trek, but you know what? I don't understand it, but let's, let's do it. He said, he said, if nothing else, I just want to, I just want to try it. I want to be able to say I did that. So typically those are the type of people I attract as clients. Cause I, I, I love marketing so much. I can't have people that they're going to come and steal that joy. So I'll, I'll turn down a campaign. I, it could be a $200,000 campaign, five and $5 million campaign. I turn it down if it doesn't, it's not going to bring me joy. If it's going to, if it's going to drain me, I'm, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Like, you got to remember, personal motto, create dope stuff and stay sucker free. <laughs> dope yeah. stands for deliver others positive energy and experiences. And, mm-hmm. and suckers are dope too, but they drain <laughs> others of positive energies right. and experiences. If I got a client that's coming, a potential client that's coming to drain me, I got to stay sucker free. I can't let that money make me do something I wouldn't want to do. So I got to turn that money down. And that's like, that's not an easy thing to do, but no, I yeah, got to say that, that makes a lot of sense. Cause I think, and, and that might be something that is good for our creative side to listen in on the idea of like, yeah. especially when we're starting small businesses, there's always this idea of like, we're just going to take on whatever we can to survive. And like, in a way, I, you know, we, we hear so many creatives that go into the animation industry and say that like, it sucked out their soul to do t- the type of work that they don't care about. And yeah. so, yeah, there is, I think there's a, a beautiful thing to be able to say, like, these are my values. This is what I believe in. And I want people who also believe in the same thing to come along for the ride. Cause that, that just makes it a beautiful dynamic. Yeah. And I think, I think for creatives, you actually, when you're working on something that you're more interested in, right, the interest is actually what's keeping you in there and doing the work. Yeah. And yeah. so you have to align that interest yeah. to the type of work that you're getting. Definitely. Sure. I have another yeah. question for you. What kind of creative mediums are you working with? I know you're working with photos and videos. Do you ever go outside to animation type mediums or, or how, how far do you take the medium of, of the communication? Because you're putting out content that's in text form. You're putting out content that's in a visual format. And those are the really two. I mean, you, you can, I guess, market with smell, right? Like <laughs> Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' Donuts and, mm. and Burger King, they all market yep. with smell in, in a lot of ways. But Christmas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so, and, but how, how do you, what mediums are you using typically? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm text, I'm video. Like I think animation is great. I, I got plans for it. Don't worry. You guys are in the plans for that. <laughs> so to me, I, I believe like all forms of media works, man. It, everything's about messaging. If you got the right message, and you use the right the right type of media that that your audience is interested in. I, I think it works. Is but everything's messaging. It's mm. all messaging. But yeah, for me, like I'm, you know, like I said, I got the digital billboards to do that. So we got we got print stuff that we do. I we got that we got the marketing the cupcakes magazine. Awesome. Then we, we got we do, we do audio. We do the podcast, right? The, right. We got the marketing cupcakes podcast. So like. I, I'm, I, I'm big on multimedia. I believe like you, you have to do 
you have to be different places and just really where your audience is. Mm. Right. So some, so for example, I have this um, keynote address because I'm also a public speaker. Mm-hmm. I did a keynote address for a chamber of commerce, over 300 something people in attendance. Right. So we have the video of that, right? But then we also turn that into a podcast issue, right? An uh, episode. And why? Because some people wouldn't sit and watch the whole video. They, they their brain's not set up for that. But they'll sit and they'll when they're driving, they'll listen to it on the on yep. the commute, the 20 minutes commute. Exactly. So like I always. I always look at like my audience and, and how, how do they like to consume content? And then I just serve them. Like, so going back to the name standout truck king, the king is not an ego thing. A king is the greatest servant in the community. That's who everyone comes to for help. Right. So I'm just here to serve my people. However, I could serve them and feed them what they want and need. I do it. So that's my approach when it comes to media and creating content. It's all yeah. about what they want. Cool. That's super interesting. I mean, that's, there's there's a lot there because I think it, it I agree with you that I think it just it all starts with the messaging and then trying to figure out where that message can be applied and through which medium it can be applied and I think there's something to be said about having the ability to make sure that especially for like again small businesses like we think that marketing is is such a difficult leap in terms of work and effort and time and understanding that there are ways. And I think we talked about this in a podcast episode once in like a hack that's like, there's so many different ways that you can pull from one form of content that you made and repurpose it for another strategy and right. yeah. and be able to pick and play with that. Yeah. yeah. So your, your podcast can become oh. a blog, your blog can become a snippet on social, you yeah. know, that a, text an article become, in a magazine. Exactly. Yeah. It all so works it's together. Just, it's just repurposing, but yeah. you're right that it starts with content. I, I feel like a lot of marketers and even creatives think about the channel first. Mm-hmm. They think about, Oh, I got to put stuff on Instagram. I got to put stuff on, you know, this particular platform, or I got to send out emails, Right. but you're not focused on the right layer of intentional messaging. Mm. And I think that's where yeah. it's the intent behind the messaging. What do I want to say? How do I want to say it? And then finding out where they are. Yeah. And yeah. also you you talked a little bit about, I'm just shifting gears a little bit here, but you talked about the idea of thinking about animation for the future. So I'm wondering if you can touch on that a little bit. Like, where do you think that animation can be applied to different marketing strategies? Well, so, so if it would be like, I would always use animation as a disruptor. Mm. Right. Just because like in marketing and cupcakes, when I teach how I write messages, so the small business owners and business professionals can get it, I teach them what I call the AMJC flow. Mm-hmm. So the AMJC flow is attract attention to marketing messages that justify someone in your true audience following a call to action. Mm-hmm. So animation is great for the A in the AMJC flow, attract attention. Mm-hmm. Because whatever, let's say, for example, you want TikTok, mm-hmm. right? Or YouTube Shorts, or even IG with Reels, right? Yeah. When you scroll through, you normally see videos. You normally see funny, different types of videos. You don't see an animated video as much. Mm. Yeah, totally. So agree. when you see an animated video, it's thumb stopping right away. So if the messaging's right in that video, you got an audience. And then if you you got that captive audience, and then now you're using that animation to tell them what you want to go to that AMJC flow to get in that follow that call to action, then you're winning. Because right. it's so it's a weapon. So I, I think about it that way. So like, for example, my children's book, on Russell Family Lemonade, I, yes. I plan on using you guys for that when I want to start bringing some of those characters to life mm-hmm. and, and putting them on different platforms. 
Yeah. And then, you know, that's that's how I want to do that. And even then from like uh, for the digital billboard trucks, I want to get in. I know. And we had this discussion before. Like, I want to get into those th- dynamic ads and just like yeah, yeah. mind people's minds when they see them on the trucks. For sure. Um, that's what, so there's so many ways you could use animation. Like you, the, the cheat code is to like not do not do it like whatever that, that everything's already doing. Use it as as the A and the AMJC flow. How can I attract attention? But then also like, you know, all the other stuff that you guys do to explain the videos and all the all the other cool things. There's a lot of ways to do it. But for for me in the marketing world, like that like that's what I would be using it for. No, that's very yeah, that cool. Sense, yeah, because yeah, we've always seen it as like the word I've used is more of like it's it's a complement to other brand strategies. But I like what you're saying that it it's like in a way it's it's a powerful tool. I think in the complement it feels okay. more like it's on the side, but it it has the ability to really push through boundaries that that weren't that weren't there before. Yeah, I never thought of animation as a weapon. Yeah, um, <laughs> it is a thousand percent. We're, we're so, taking so away look, a lot of the, this is to, good stuff today. Yeah. Now, if you if you look at it like this, right? The cool thing about animation too is that it could it could go from this 3D world to our, our world. Right. So like even so like the the, tr- the type transition, you got the attention and boom, you now you move them into like here's all this other material that we have. Mm-hmm. So but you started off with this animated thing and then you kind of move into like so so even for example like you you do a, a animation and the logo is the last thing you see. So you you go from this animated logo into the actual logo. So now that memory is burned into people's brain. So now mm-hmm. the next time they see that, they may go, oh, I know that thing. Especially if that if that um, message resonated. So like, it, that's what I'm saying. It, it truly is a weapon if you use it as a as a tool. Like, that's even like, so people with, 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 with my with standout truck, right? Mm-hmm. They go, oh, well, you competing with this and competing with that. I'm not competing with anybody. <laughs> I'm an asset. Yes, so if, yes. If my client already has traditional billboards, from Lamar or Clear Channel or Outfront, I'm happy for them. I go, okay, great. So now let's take that image there and put it on the trucks and go where those billboards can't. And then let's take that image that image is on the, those two billboards and put that message on radio. And then let's take that that messages on radio and make a full uh, TV ad where we're explaining what we're talking about. And then we we create that same kind of format for for social media. Switch it up a little bit because you know the content for TV and the content for social is a little different. And then so like now. The client has an amazing campaign, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. So, so if animation fits into a campaign, then you good money. And the truth of the matter is the clients that could afford a campaign like that could afford your services. Well, they just have to see the type value that you bring to the campaign that they have going on. And they'd be like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. sense. Yeah. 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 Um, awesome. So what do you see? What's the biggest barrier to entry when you're talking about animation and utilizing that? for a campaign like what do you feel like the biggest hurdle is for people i i honest to be honest i think it would be the client's mindset right mm-hmm. so i think like if you could help them see the va- the value in it they'll do it like i had someone tell me a long time ago cost is only an issue with the absence of value to me value is something someone in your true audience could use right away to get a result right mm-hmm. so like if you could articulate like the different ways that animation uh, enhances a campaign right. they'll be in like yeah. just, Look, if anybody don't see the value in, in animation, ask them if they ever watched the movie Toy Story. And that brought, that movie brought Pixar, <laughs> that movie brought Pixar billions of dollars, and not just in ticket sales. Just yeah. think of all the other things in the in the real world came from from animation, yeah. right? So that's what you guys have to be able to articulate to people. Like, it has we start up animation, and here's how these things in the real world become a thing. Mm. Like, just think about it. 
Yeah. yeah. Anytime someone, and that's, that's the one line any, anybody try to like ask you guys, like if it's valuable, ask them if they ever heard a Toy Story. They probably bought some kind of Toy Story merch <laughs> for someone they know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. see, this, this is why we come to you and have, I feel like every time we talk, we have like great conversations around like marketing strategies, animation, just yeah. like what's going on both in our community and around the world. So yeah, I think I really appreciate your time, yeah, but I want to so make much. sure that, that we, yeah. we give you a minute to also plug your stuff. What do you have going on? Like, where do you want people to find you? How do you want people to access the amazing content that you have? Because we know we've it's been a, a part of it yeah, and, it's and it's a lot it's of good very, stuff. It's yeah. very inspirational and educational for sure. Always. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. The best way to stay contacted with me is, is through the text, to, to text me. I would be remiss on, and your audience would be mad at me if I'm telling, telling them about this text list and don't give them the opportunity to join it. So if you text the word MAC, M-A-C, to the number 413-251-6762, you could join the text list. That's why I share all the like the marketing gems. We call them cupcakes, random stuff to help you grow your business. So if you wanna um, advertise on the standout truck or figure out a marketing campaign for your business, once again, text or just go right to standouttruck.com slash contact. So standouttruck.com slash contact. That's the best way to get me. Or, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Or text me. That's perfect, man. Thank you so much for doing yeah, this. Yeah, really thank you for taking it. the time. Yeah. I know you're a busy man. Anytime. Yeah. And we <laughs> look forward you guys to, you know, yeah, we look forward to more stuff together. I yeah. think, you know, this is the, the beginning of an awesome relationship. So we appreciate it always. Hey. Yes. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck with everything today. Have yeah. a good one. And yeah, we'll we'll yeah. talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Yeah.